It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Well, that is the end of the 2021 season for the San Francisco 49ers Rapid React episode. The Niners fall short against the Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship game 2017. Our takeaways, key players, key plays, and game balls from the NFC Championship. Coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers post game live on YouTube. If you're with us Sunday night on YouTube, if you're with us in your car on your way to work, maybe Monday morning, appreciate you joining us as well and making us your first listen every day here on Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you at PD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. A lot to get into today from this game, a lot to get into as the season wraps up now. Uh, on future shows, it becomes draft season very soon. Croc, I know you are actually in Mobile, Alabama right now for the Senior Bowl. And as we know, the draft starts in Mobile. And for the 49ers, it, that couldn't be more uh, obvious that the draft now begins as you are actually in Mobile, Alabama. It's, it's almost a <laughs> long way. Uh, unfortunately, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm here actually – you know, I had a chance to watch the HBCU Combine. I, I think that was the first time they'd d- done that, especially on the big of his, as big of a stage as it was on. Uh, plenty of scouts here. I've rubbed shoulders with a lot of guys, uh, made friends with some of the scouts around the NFL. No 49ers uh, as far as me really interacting with, but uh, it's, been, it's been cool, and, and I'm pretty sure it'll be even cooler as the week goes on. Oh, uh, a lot of people in the chat. I- I've seen this one. Don't blame Tart. Let's start there. I think that was the biggest play in the game late. The 49ers. I- oh, I think- hold on. Hold on. Okay. Sorry, Beacock. Somebody said, yeah. Clark, fix the blind. Um, I'm in an Airbnb, so anything that's going on, this is not my home. This you is, see yeah. blinds behind me that's looking crazy. It's not. This is not my home. <laughs> All right? So we just got to accept that. But go ahead. Sorry about that. Croc has no control over the decor there in uh, yeah. in Mobile, Alabama. Um, Philip says, I blame Peacock for picking us. Yeah, you know, I felt like that was a bad move on my part. I, I should have picked the Rams, uh, but it was just too juicy for the 49ers. And I thought the 49ers were flat in this game, Croc. But really, what Did sealed you? the game to me is fourth quarter. The 49ers could not make a play. They could the last two series on offense were god-awful. The 49ers going backward instead of forward. Nobody's open. Zero, zero attempt to run the ball. 
the 49ers weren't able to run the ball all day long. And then the Jaquaski Tart missed interception. He catches that. Maybe we're talking about the 49ers going to the Super Bowl. And, and I can't put all the blame on Tart because it's a play that happens. Drops happen. It's just how timely that one was, how obvious and like an arm punt it was just straight into his chest. And he couldn't catch it. And he's just laying on the ground and you feel for the guy. He had a quote after the game and, and props to Tart for facing the media. Uh, that, that was a huge play. And and he, he faced the media and answered the questions. He said, it was in my hands. I thought I had it. Uh, I don't know how I dropped it. I didn't drop a ball in practice all week. The only time you get that moment is when you get it. For me, it's a moment of truth, and the moment of truth showed I didn't show up. Oh, man, and, and it just hurts to hear him say that, and uh, it's such a huge play, but he wasn't the only one. Nobody could make a play in the fourth quarter for the 49ers when maybe all they needed was one play to go win the NFC Championship and go play in a Super Bowl. A lot of times that's what it comes down to, right? You know, who's going to make a play when it matters most? And the 49ers have, they've been good, you know, especially the second half of the season. Guys that need to make a play in that moment, they've done it. And unfortunately in this game, that play needed to be made and nobody on either side of the ball was able to, you know, come down with that that play that – could change the, the the game in the 49ers' favor. And uh it's unfortunate. You know, you talked about the, the chart interception. And I know a lot of people are gonna put a lot of the blame on him, but you know, you, you gotta make that play if you're chart 100 percent But 49ers were up 10, I believe, in the fourth quarter. And regardless of that play or not, that 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 one play should not be the reason why you don't come out of that game victorious. Right. So it definitely it definitely contributed to a loss and making things more difficult on you, but that was not the reason. 17 to 7 going in the fourth quarter. You have this game under control. 13 unanswered points by the Rams. Again, make a play, make a play on defense, make a play on offense. The defense played so good up into that point to allow only 7 points through 3 quarters to the Rams high powered, high powered offense. And they were, they were that bend don't break brand of defense. We'd seen all season long. Um, But again, it was, I got to go to, I got to go to the box score here with, with Cooper cup and Odell Beckham. And the way I thought this game was going to go was okay. Cooper cup's going to get his, but you're, you're, he catches the ball in front of you. You go rally, make tackles, it's not a huge deal. They're not back-breaking plays, and you're over the top, so Odell Beckham doesn't make big plays either, and you're going to be okay. But then you look at what ended up happening in the box score, especially uh, in some of those long drives. The 49ers just could not get the Rams off the field. It was third down, third down. It's like, I don't know, double, triple cup? What do you have to do? Because he ends up with 11 catches for 142 yards, two touchdowns. He was getting the underneath stuff that I thought the 49ers might be okay with, but he was getting big plays too. He was making plays after the catch. First down after first down. Odell Beckham, nine for 113 yards. I saw a stat that's so unbelievable. I don't even know if it's true that this is the first time the Rams have had two 100-yard wide receivers going back to like 2004 with Torrey Holt. I mean, that's crazy, right? That doesn't even seem possible. But um, it was backbreaking to have both receivers do big things at once. You could deal with one and limit the other, but you can't have both Beckham and Cup going for you know 300 almost 300, like 275 total yards or 250 total yards, whatever it was. Yeah, you know, if I go into this game and I'm the coordinator, you know, my 
job, my my objective, everything that I'm going to the game is those two guys are not going to beat me, right? You know, I'm going to come in and, you know, I'm going to bracket both guys with an outside leverage guy, safety help on both sides, and make Van Jefferson beat you. Make, uh, you know, whoever number 86 is, right? Because Hibby went out. Like, make him beat you. And he made some plays, but like, Win. make him Win. beat you. But I'm going to put the ultimate uh, pressure on the quarterback to figure it out from someone else. And I thought there were opportunities uh, by the defense in key moments where they didn't do that. They, they didn't make someone other than those two guys, the only two guys I felt like that could hurt you, beat you. Now, with that being said, and I know a lot of people are going to point to that, and, and I know that because I've seen on social media, but Fortnite, they gave up 20 points. And 20 points to one of the more explosive offenses in the league uh, it's not bad. You know, that, that, like that's a game where, man, it took everything in them to get 20 points. That is a game that typically you should win. So I, I know every, everybody, they're going to, they're going to say the drop interception by Tart. They're, they're going to point to the yards, uh, offensive total that the Rams have. But me personally, I'm going to say, okay, that's all I, I hear you, but they scored 20 points. That is not earth shattering. You have to figure out a way to win a game from the offensive side of the standpoint when your team on your defense only gives up 20 points. That's not a lot of points. It's not like, oh, Odell had over 100, Cooper Cup had over 100, and and the 49ers gave up 30, 34 points or 35 points. Like that was not the case. Matter of fact, in my prediction of the game, I had the 49ers winning 27-23. So the Rams didn't even score as many points as I thought they would. So regardless of how many yards Odell Beckham or Cooper Cup had, they had less points than what even I expected, even with the big-time playmaker at quarterback, even with the two receivers that had tremendous games offensively. If I said to you during our Keys to Victory pod Friday, Crock said, I looked into the future. I don't know what the 49ers are going to do, but I saw that the Rams are going to score exactly 20 points. How would you have felt about this game? You would have thought we're golden. Niners going to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, 49ers win. Yeah. Yep. It it was frustrating to watch. It was frustrating to not be able to get off the field on a lot of those third down plays, which made it feel worse. But overall, even though Matt Stafford threw for 337 yards and two touchdowns, 20 points is what you're asking your defense to do for you, for your offense to go win a game in a game like this. And so you can only point, I think, to the offense when it comes to that. More on that offense next. Hold on, Croc. I know you got points to make. More on Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers that fall to the Rams 22-17. Did you lose your appetite watching that football game? Uh, (laughs) If you did, maybe uh, you need something that feels like a treat, something that you can feel good about eating that makes you feel a little bit better after a loss like that. And you know what you can go get? Get yourself a Built Bar. It's covered in delicious 100% real chocolate, but you can indulge and not destroy your diet at the same time. Most Built Bars contain only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 grams of net carbs, 
and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that usually has upwards of 250 calories uh, or more sometimes and 30 grams of sugar. You don't need all of that sugar when you're just reaching for a snack that maybe gets you to your next meal or maybe you're trying to skip a meal and um, you want to replace a meal. Help Grab yourself a built Bar and, and let that help you out. How about this? Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret stashes at home, in the pantry, in the office, in your briefcase, at work, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary, bad-for-you, calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So that way, when you just have that go-to and it's within arm's length, it's something that's still tasty, but that is also much better for you. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Croc. So, we came to the conclusion that 20 points, the defense did their job. Giving up 20 points. For the most part. Like, I I would say, again... Heading into the game, if you said, hey, the Rams will only score 20 points, I would tell you I'm about 90% sure that the 49ers win that that football game. So then, does that mean the 49ers only scoring 17 points on offense is what really let them down in this game? Do you point at the offense? Do you point at Kyle Shanahan? Do you point at, 100%. Uh, at Jimmy Garoppolo? Who do you point at and say, man, th- this this person needed to do better and the 49ers could have won this game? It's on Kyle. You, you you kind of set me up here. I I've been very optimistic about the Jimmy Garoppolo situation and what what he is and what he isn't. And I'd be the first to tell you that most games end up being closer than they have to be. We've said this several times on this podcast. The games have been much closer than what they have to be when you have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback for whatever reason. When I struggle to put teams away, they struggle to whatever. Now, I see the chat. I see what people are saying. A lot of people are pointing the finger at Kyle Shanahan. I'm not putting the blame on Kyle Shanahan. And, I, and I'll tell you why. I, I think that Kyle has done a masterful job getting the, the most out of Jimmy Garoppolo that he can get. M- meaning, Jimmy Garoppolo, he is a limited quarterback. We, we know that, right? Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that Jimmy excels at certain areas of the field and is very inconsistent at other parts of the field. We know that he is turnover prone. We know that he is prone to miss some throws. We know all these things about Jimmy Garoppolo. We know Kyle Shanahan does not throw the ball around because he needs to lean on the run game because of his quarterback, right? So Kyle's has really, he's calling plays with one hand behind his back, but he does it very well understanding his quarterback strengths and weaknesses. And typically that at the very least puts the 49ers in position to win, which it did again, this, this, this game it's, it's on Jimmy because he, he is the one that limits the offense. I, I knew the run game wasn't working well. 
right? Uh, Elijah Mitchell, he, he didn't have the game that most people probably thought he would have. And in those games, you need your quarterback to play above and beyond and overcome the circumstances. And when you have a Jimmy Garoppolo, he's not – he's typically, typically from what we've seen over his entire body of work, not able to overcome those type of circumstances. So I get it. People want to put on Kyle Shanahan. At the end of the day, you need your quarterback to make a play. And I, I watched the I watched the the Bengals and Chiefs game before the 49ers. And watching that game, I saw Joe 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 Herb, Her, uh, Burrow. It, it wasn't always ideal, but when it was nut cutting time, when the game was on the line, he was sacked. The game was he was sacked. And he got out of there and made plays with his legs and just made plays. He figured out how to make plays at the big at the moment at the time when they needed most. It was not ideal. Everybody on Twitter, they keep pointing out the offensive line and this and the other. It, it doesn't matter. You have to make a play. It does not matter about whatever else is going on. If you are that guy at quarterback, if you're gonna be that guy. You got to make a play when your team needs it most, and when your coach needs it most. Zach Taylor, it, it, are we going to? Oh, Zach Taylor lost the game. Like if no, okay, whatever. Maybe I'm not at my best, but quarterback, can you make a play for me? And then okay, we can overcome some things. And Jimmy Garoppolo tonight could not do that. And Jimmy Garoppolo on most occasions is not is not that, but. More times than not, games close. He does a good job of keeping things close and does a good job of coming through in clutch moments, which I've said numerous times. There are two quarterbacks I would take over Jimmy Garoppolo in the clutch moments. Unfortunately, he did not, he did not help me out with my argument tonight. I've been saying that. So this is not, this is not a, a, a case of drilling Jimmy Garoppolo for what he is or isn't. I know what he is and isn't. But this was a this was the moment where he could come through in the clutch and and kind of, you know. Help his coach, and he couldn't do it. And everybody's going to point to 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 Jimmy Garopp, uh to Kyle Shanahan. This is not a Kyle Shanahan thing. He, I think, he maximized the potential of what Jimmy Garoppolo is. I want to go to the fourth quarter and just go through the 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 49ers three drives they had in the fourth quarter, or I guess four drives they had. Uh, no, three drives they had in the fourth quarter. Six plays, 36 yards. This started with 13-30 in the fourth quarter. This is right after they had scored a touchdown to go up 17-7, and the Rams came back with a seven-play, 75-yard drive and scored a touchdown. So the Niners were up three points in the fourth quarter. They had the ball, and this is what they did with it. Six plays, 36 yards, and a punt. Those six plays were Jimmy Garoppolo, short pass over the middle to Elijah Mitchell. For 21 yards. So they got a first down there. Then Jimmy Garoppolo pass incomplete. Short left to IU. Jimmy Garoppolo short pass right to Debo Samuel for 12 yards. Okay, moving the moving the chains. Back to first down again. So they're across. They're uh, at the 50-yard line, right? Um, almost at the 50-yard line. The 47-yard line. Shotgun Elijah Mitchell up the middle for nine yards. So they're moving, right? This is when you can put the team away. You're ahead and you have the ball in the fourth quarter. Put up some points and, and start to put a team away. Second and one now at the Los Angeles Rams. You're across midfield, 44-yard line. Elijah Mitchell up the middle for minus one yards. At the Rams' 45-yard line, Trent Williams reported as eligible. Kyle Juszczyk up the middle 
to the LA 45 with no game. That was that was uh third down and two at that. Can I talk about that play? Yes, yes, I, that's the one I'm getting to actually. And then the next play, fourth and two at the Rams 45 after Juice gets stuffed up the middle for no game. Uh, penalty delay of game. Now it's fourth and seven. Now you're punting with Mitch Wishnowski. They had the ball two more times in this game, but this was a really pivotal drive here. And do you think they overthought the Trent Williams thing again and didn't follow him when they blew it the week before and didn't follow him? And this time, instead of giving it to a good runner, they gave it to their fullback up the middle crock. That was probably my least favorite play call of the entire game right there. I mean, There's some other bad ones later too, but that one, that would that was a frustrating one. Follow your big man. They weren't even overplaying it last week. They weren't overplaying it. If you follow Trent Williams on the two plays, you put him back there. You're probably in the Super Bowl. I, I think the play last week when it was uh, Elijah Mitchell, I thought he had a misread. I thought the play was blocked up to go outside, and he misread it. I think on this one, it clearly – I don't even say think. This play was clearly to go inside with Kyle Juszczyk. Did he overthink it? I think in hindsight you could say that, but I believe with the thought – it was breaking the tendency, Right. With the Rams on film can just see the same thing we saw, right? The first time that when you see Trent Williams in motion, it's a toss outside. They pick up the first down. The second time, again, Rams see this. They see it blocked up extremely well to the outside, and Elijah Mitchell ran up the middle for whatever reason. Did not work, all right? So when you see it here, and, and I would tell my team this, hey, if you see Trent Williams go in motion, we're going to play to the – to what we feel like they're going to do, like what is what is the trend? And it is a play that's supposed to go outside. And to run up the middle, I I actually, at least on that play, I'm not going to say Kyle Shanahan is, you know, is just right for everything. But on that play, I agree with w- working to break a tendency. And I thought that that's what he was doing. So I'm not going to kill I think when you see the results, when it doesn't work out, which remember last week, um, uh, Kyle Juszczyk had two carries for maybe 20 yards up the middle. We're not complaining then, but this time when it doesn't work and you try to throw off a trend, it's like, oh, you tried to get too cute. So, no, I think it was the right call. I think it was the pirate play call, but maybe the execution report, or it just didn't work. Do you think that Kyle Shanahan had an opportunity at midfield to go for it on fourth down? And, yes. and didn't and took that delay of game. Is that even worse? Like that was go go win a game instead of coaching not to lose a game, right? We, we've said that with Jimmy Garoppolo and we answered this on the podcast. I actually tweeted this out and I, I know you like to tweet. Or did I say Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan has, and, and I said this and someone called us out on the, on the, on the, uh, in the messages. Kyle Shanahan has shown the ability to be a front runner in the sense of his aggressiveness in play calling. And, and what I mean by that is when he's comfortable for whatever reason, he'll go for it on fourth down. Now, Trey Lance against Arizona Cardinals, I, I don't know. Maybe he just was very comfortable with Trey Lance. I don't know why. But aside from that, typically he has shown that he is much more cautious when it's fourth and short and the game is tight. When they have a lead, especially like double digits, they typically go for it. At this point, the game was tight. They were only up three, and they decided to kick it. 
and I, I've talked, I've called him out on this several times. If you're going to be aggressive, then be aggressive. And this was a time where he he wasn't as aggressive. And I, I'm not surprised. I wasn't surprised. I would have been more surprised if he had went for it. But especially in that situation, because that that's not what he's shown to be. It's so when you combine the two plays is where it's head scratching for me. Running it up the middle with your fullback on third and two is telling me that you have something up your sleeve for fourth down that you're willing to do because I don't know if that you know a fullback dive is the the most uh, you know highly advantageous to go and get in the third down and two if you know that's going to be your last play. But to me, it tells me okay, maybe we can just get this. We we'll go up the middle, we get a first down, we're rolling. But if not, I've got this other thing for fourth down, and I know we're not going to lose yardage on this play. So now it'll be you know still fourth and two, maybe fourth and one, and I've got something else. So that the, the combination of those two things and not even trying to go for it after a fullback dive is really what what I hated about that two play combination. Like show some, and so and and then so that was that that ended in, in a punt after they you know they tried to get him to jump off sides, which never works. Come on, uh, that's the, the the as soon as you start that second motion, you know they're not doing anything. You might as well just lay on the ground if you're a defender because they're not going to snap the ball. You're almost better off actually going for it. When the defense kind of relaxes because yeah, they let them relax and like do a bunch yeah. of and let, wait till like there's two seconds left on the play clock and then go because they think you're actually not going to snap the ball. Then you've got to yeah, <laughs> I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah, chestnut checkers on that. So they punt it away. Rams go back down the field, tie it with a field goal. So it's still a tie game. You can go win this game, right? Jimmy W, go go do your Crocker drive. And go win a game. Um, I, we, we hold on. We got we got to take a little break here. I want to get to the last two drives for the 49ers next. We do have some game balls to give out in this game, and uh, to talk a little bit more about this 49ers loss, falling short to the Los Angeles Rams 2017 in the NFC Championship game. Maybe you're listening to this podcast on your way to work. Maybe you're driving home from the game. Wherever you are, you can make money just by doing what you are already going to do, and that is filling up your car with gas. An incredible app. Everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas they get every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump get the free get upside app and use promo code touchdown and there's no catch the cash gets added right to your account you can cash out anytime you want to your bank account to paypal an e-gift card amazon card tons of other brands whatever you want to do with your cash it is yours just download the free get upside app get cash back every time you get gas and use promo code touchdown to get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank that's promo code touchdown with the get upside app if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast join the draft dudes kyle krabs and joe marino as they go position by position through the nfl free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 nfl draft If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Croc. After that, so 
after not going for it on fourth down, you take the delay of game and you punt it away. So you hand it to your fullback on third and two. Biggest plays of your season. You're going to give it to Kyle Juszczyk, and then you're going to take a delay of game and punt it. Now, the Rams go down, tied up with a field goal. So what do the 49ers do on offense? They don't even attempt to run the ball. Incomplete pass. Penalty delay of game again. Unacceptable. Incomplete pass. Incomplete pass. Loss of five yards on three plays. Pump the ball back to a team that's hot. And now suddenly you maybe won't get the ball back ever again in your season. But the 49ers do get the ball back after the Rams go 10 plays, 49 yards, and kick a go-ahead field goal. So now the 49ers are down 17-20. to 20. So what do they do with their final drive? No runs again. Incomplete pass. Uh, incomplete or a completed pass to Jennings for a loss of three yards, just getting getting the ball away. J- Jimmy Garoppolo's under pressure. Third and 13, he's on the pr- under pressure again, tries to uh, just desperation, get rid of the ball, throw it away. He throws it toward, um, was that Jamichael Hasty, and it goes off his hands, and he tips it up, and it's intercepted. Ball game, 49ers go home, it's over. So the 49ers had two drives at the end of the game to at least tie it with a field goal or go win a football game. These are the drives that Jimmy has been so good. These are the drives the 49ers uh, utilize to go win games. Usually the defense is gassed. They're able to run the ball. They're able to put together a drive. They could not run the ball at all. They didn't even try to run the ball at all. Three pass attempts, one complete pass for negative three yards, negative eight yards total in the final two drives, ending in punt and an interception. That fourth quarter was just atrocious for the 49ers. As soon as they crossed midfield uh, on that on that first drive of the fourth quarter, they they did not go forward ever again the rest of the game. I got to point to Kyle Shanahan. I got to point to Kyle Shanahan a little bit. I got to. No, okay, you 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 can right because ultimately he's he's the coach. But my 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 blame goes straight to the quarterback and not because it's Jimmy Garoppolo. It could have been Jimmy G. It could have been Tom Brady. It could have been anyone. I know everybody wants to jump on Jimmy and I've said my piece with him, but I've been very certain. You got to make a play and it's not always going to be ideal. And I think when it comes to Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, all, all scenarios, like I, I get it. The off the the pass rush, like you know, guys were in his face. It's not always going to be ideal, especially if you're coming down to your five minutes away from going to the Super Bowl. You're playing against another team that is really good. You have to make a play. So I get it. Uh, you know, we could put blame on Kyle Shanahan, but at the end of the day, can my quarterback bail me out? You know what I'm saying? And and he didn't. And when, when you draft a quarterback high, like, like a Trey Lance, or you have a quarterback that you at one point make the highest paid quarterback in the league, you expect that guy when it's time, can you make a play? Just in, can you make a play? And Jimmy Garoppolo, we're, the, the, the Foyer scored 17 points. Like, that's not enough. Again, I talked about it. If you were to say before the game, and you can ask anyone in this chat right now. If if the if the Rams scored 20 points, you said it. If you told me before the game, hey, for, the Rams are only going to score 20 points, I would say the 49ers won 10 out of 10 times. And for whatever reason, they weren't able to do that. And I'm 
going to put it on the quarterback because the ball touches his hands every single time. And I watched a game before, and I watched the Bengals, and I watched the situations not be ideal for for uh, uh, Joe Burrow. And I watched a second-year player, second year, and I watched him throw a late interception. That did not look good. And at the end of the day, when it mattered most and things were on the line and nobody blocked for him, nobody blocked for Joe Burrow. He broke two tackles, scrambled at that, made a play. And, and again, sometimes that's what it takes, especially when it comes to getting to the Super Bowl. And Jimmy Garoppolo was not able to do that. It's not all his fault because I know who Jimmy is and I know he's not that. But people, if, if that's going to be your guy, then he has to do that. Even Whether I know he's not that guy or not, there's a lot of people in this chat or on social media that feel like Jimmy is that guy. He's not. But you got to overcome it in the moment. And when it doesn't happen, it is because of who's at the quarterback position. Uh, you got to make your coach look good Some, some, sometimes. You have to. It can't be Kyle Shanahan every, every all game, every game, scheming guys open to get you out of uh, every situation. If my counter to that would be, if you want somebody to make a play, then give the ball to your playmakers. I just went through the play-by-play. You know how many times Debo touched the ball in that play-by-play? How many times? Okay, but... How many times they hand it to Debo? And you know your quarterback is limited. You're the play caller. So what do you do? You drop back and maybe dump off a pass to Juwan Jennings. You hand the ball to your fullback up the middle. Are those the playmakers that are going to go win the game for you? Or do you hand the ball to Debo Samuel? five out of those six times to try to go win a game. You know what I mean? So if you want the playmakers to make a play, then give the ball to your playmakers. That's on the play caller more so than the quarterback. Because I don't know if guys were open. Guys Were guys open? There was a pass rush in Jimmy's face. You got to be – Are are you saying they should have thrown a screen to him? Yes. uh, Throw anything to Debo. Hand him the ball. when he's Instead of just making him some window dressing in motion, hand him the ball. But if, you're the, if you are you Raheem Morris, score touchdown on a screen pass. You if you are Raheem Morris, right, in that pass. moment, if you're Raheem Morris in that moment, what are you saying to your defense and how are you calling your defense? You're um, you're probably saying, let's not Debo let Sam them. Debo not beating me. You can say that, but you don't even know where Debo is going to be. But you do know that you're going to put f- five defensive linemen in a tiny little spot up the middle. And there's not going to be space for a fullback to run through it because it's third and two, and you don't want to get beat there. So you're probably telling your defense that too. And you never know on any given play where Debo is going to be. If you want All your right, playmakers man. to make plays, then put the ball in your playmakers' hands. And and I, I didn't like the play calling there at the end of the game because of that reason. Now, I can't point to – Al Shanahan got the 49ers far in this game. I didn't like his fourth quarter, uh, especially the last two drives because uh, he, he was just dropping back into trouble. He, he was basically doing what teams, what 49ers defense do to other teams when they have the lead late, and that team is like, oh, no, now I'm one-dimensional. I'm just going to drop back every time, and the 49ers pass rush, and 49ers front eats him up, and the 49ers are going to win a game. Kyle became that team at the end of this game. That's what, that's why, what I why do you like. think. He, why do you think he became that team, though? There is a reason. Well, because he they could, weren't able to run. Right, he couldn't but. run the ball. Right, Elijah Mitchell could not. There was no space. Right, Elijah Mitchell strug- struggled to get a yard on any run. Was, right, so why? Why is that? Still, 
there was no inventiveness in in the running game for Kyle tonight, though. It was like we're just gonna roll. We're gonna run straight up the middle. Yeah, come on, Brock, Where was I the, think it's I think it's where was the stuff? Where was the handing? Where was handing Debo the ball on an end around? On when he's in that motion, handing the ball there, he was just motioning and not using it. And they were just running up the middle every time. They were trying to they were trying to blow the other team off the ball, and they weren't able to do that. Throw him a screen. Get the I ball. I think it's easier said when it when it. I think it's easier said when it doesn't work, right? Like like a screen right like the screen pass that Debo Samuel scored on. It was a regular ass screen. Right, it was a regular screen, and he did some special stuff to score. Right, that's why so, you keep giving him the ball. That's what I'm saying. I don't care. I, how I you know. Give the best dude on your team the ball. You go. You're trying to go win a game, and you don't allow your best player to go help you do that. That's the in problem. the second quarter for Debo. And now part of this goes on Debo a little bit because I just watched him on a press conference say, "I don't watch other guys. I don't watch other guys because ain't nobody in the league like me." So I don't watch anybody else and take anything from anybody's game. But when we need you to be a pure receiver and we need you to create a little bit of separation, you know, that that's not something that is your – that's not your specialty, right? So in that moment, right, because who was it? Jalen Ramsey that kind of like strapped him on a pass that got broken up and then, you know what I'm saying? So like I get what you're saying, but if I'm the Rams, I'm like, well, Debo – he can get you in the second quarter on a screen route, you know, but when it's nut cutting time and it comes down to it and we need you to win on a route, that's not, that's not your game because you haven't added that aspect to your game. Right. When we need, when we need that pass, like Debo isn't the guy where it's like, Oh man, I, I, I need, I need, I have to throw 10 yards down the field to a guy. I'm going to Debo Samuel. That, that ain't really him. Right. He has to add that aspect to his game. And it sounds like right now he's not really willing to to learn to develop that part of his game. So I get what you're saying in the sense of, hey, just get the ball in Debo's hands. I, I agree. But I don't think it's necessarily that simple in in the clutch time when he's essentially a, a, a little bit limited as a pure receiver. The bottom line is, whether it was Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Debo, Juice, Dukowski tart the 49ers pass rush, uh, anybody in the secondary that was trying to cover Cooper Cup, whoever it was, the 49ers lacked the play. They lacked they making lacked the play. play in the fourth quarter. They couldn't make a play, and they're going home because of it. It's an unfortunate Ending to uh, what was an awesome run this season for the 49ers, making it to the NFC Championship game. I think all of us would have taken it if we said, hey, going to go to the NFC Championship game, but you're going to lose it when the 49ers were sitting there three and five after eight weeks, right? Before that first Rams game. I think everybody would have taken that one. I have one question, and we, and we actually talked about this a little bit when we had our locked on uh, crossover guest. But there have been people that said, how how do you beat the 49ers? If, if you were to say you know what, we're going to take this way and we're going to make you beat us this way. What what would that way be? What would you do if you're a defensive coordinator and you say, we're going to we're gonna do this and make you do this? What would that be? Oh, it's super easy. It would be you're selling out to stop the run, make Jimmy beat you. That's it. And that's what the Rams and, did. Hey, how about this? Let's say we got to do our, our, our game balls for this one, Croc. Um, my first game ball goes to Raheem Morris, the Rams defensive coordinator. I, I thought he yeah. did, 
he was the best coach on the field, better than McVay. Uh, he outcoached Shanahan in a lot of ways. Whatever scheme he put together, the 49ers were struggling to find something that consistently worked for them on offense and shut him down completely uh, in the fourth quarter in crunch time when they had to. I know he's got some really good players on defense, but aside from the stars, there's some just some role guys, you know, just some depth guys that were playing pretty good ball for the Rams. Uh, I thought he put together a great game plan, so I've got to tip my cap and I've got to hand it to Raheem Morris, I think I thought he called a good game, and I think you know in this one maybe even outcoached Kyle Shanahan a little bit. Um, and what he did do, and you could see it on Sean McVay's face as Sean McVay wasn't running around in the end zone high fiving guys and all excited in this game. He was sweating, and you could just see the look on his face as the clock struck zero and it, and it ticked down three, two, one, zero on the clock. They had the camera on Sean McVay and just a weight off of his shoulders. Like, he was tight in this one. Um, and Sean McVay made some bad calls, I think, too, for the for the Rams offense. I got a point to Raheem Morris, who called an awesome game for the Rams, and that's the first game ball. Yeah, you know, I thought Raheem Morris did a good good job. Uh, obviously, you have to give a game ball to Cooper Cup, you know, a guy who, at the end of the day, when they, when they needed a play, and he lines up in the slot – and it's tough. I know everybody it, it, take away Cooper Cup, and I'm, and I'm one of them, right? You can't let him beat you. But he plays in the slot, and it's really hard to double a guy or bracket a guy that plays in that space. And obviously, the 49ers weren't able to do it, and they have a game plan for it. You know, Raheem Morris, I mean, excuse me, D'Amico Ryans, you would hope that there is a game plan for it, but I, I know it's it's tough. It's tough to bracket a guy from that position. And uh, Cooper Cup was able to make the 49ers pay. So, you know, 49ers didn't have an answer for it. I, I'd say the second game ball goes to Cooper Cup, who made a play. You knew that's the one guy. I can't let Cooper Cup beat yeah. you. And, and he's he just so did. good. He's so good. He gets open. He's so tough at the catch point. Uh, and, and even doing some things after the catch. Maybe Debo got him expired, inspired because he was, uh, he, he was making plays. They were getting first down after first down. And that was pretty frustrating um, because the Niners did a pretty good job on first and second downs. A lot of times it was those those third down conversions that were pretty backbreaking for the 49ers by that Rams offense, even though they didn't put a ton of points up on the board. Um, I want to go to the 49ers defense for a game ball and Fred Warner, who's all over the place in this game. He made some really big plays, a couple tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, I thought he was awesome. He's been so good for the 49ers all season. He hasn't been as flashy as maybe people hoped and, you know, made the all pro team last year, then got this new huge contract. And I think some people thought he had a disappointing season. I thought Fred Warner had an awesome season and I thought he was awesome in this game. And he's asked to do so much. D'Amico Ryans this week talked about how he really allows him to do other things on defense because of everything that Fred Warner can do. And he's, more of asked of him than any linebacker in the league. And, and I thought he was pretty awesome in this game. So shout out to Fred Warner. Fred Warner is a really good football player, man. Uh, yep. Terrific football player. He, he's a guy who I feel like 49ers at the end, they can always count on to bring his A game. Even when other people might say, oh, it's not his A game. I think he more times than not, man, he, he's going to come through and not be the reason. And I don't think he was today. Oh, do you have any other game balls here to give out? Um, I, I mean, I think Debo Samuel, like Debo, uh, Debo bald, and he always plays his butt off. I mean, the screen pass, the screen pass that he scored a touchdown on, that was, but that was like the the first touchdown that the 49ers scored in like two games. <laughs> yeah, you know, Debo, you you can always count on him to make a big play, and I, I thought he did there. 
you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that he wasn't able to have more of an impact throughout the rest of the game. But, uh, you know, I, I thought he played hard in the entirety. Yeah, I thought, you know, you gave a game ball to Raheem Morris. I thought Raheem Morris gave, gave, had a good game plan to defend a lot of the things that the 49ers like to do. And that includes getting getting Debo the ball around the line of scrimmage. He broke free on one because he's a great football player, and that's what they do. But it was hard to be consistent with that, with a uh, defense that is focused on taking that, that away. Some honorable mentions. Nick Bosa had one and a half sacks, a couple tackles for loss. Uh, he had a couple of flash plays, but I, I thought the defensive line didn't get home enough against Stafford on those crucial third downs. So in a way they were good and they were good enough to get to third down, but they just, uh, and I think late in the game, they got a little bit better. Abelcom had that nice play where they shared a sack with Bosa. I mean, that was a fantastic play by Abelcom in a huge moment, but overall third downs, there wasn't enough 49ers pass rush getting home. So, uh, you know, there, there were some good games by them individually, maybe some big plays, but I thought the consistency from the 49ers defensive line, they weren't able to, to get home quite enough to make a difference on those third downs, especially. I I hear you, but in a game where they didn't get home as much as say like the last game, right? 49ers last game against the Rams, I believe they have five sacks. I, I think they still gave up less points this time. So I felt like regardless of that, the pass rush or defense in general, just defense overall did enough to put the 49ers team in position to win and the offense wasn't able to come through. I, I hear you though. I hear you. I think about Jimmy. Jimmy was bad in the fourth quarter, but he was that, good. He's been bad in the fourth quarter. He is the he worst fourth first quarter. Quarters. He was really good actually for, for a time. Solid. He's the worst fourth quarter quarterback in playoff history. That's not a, that's not a, that's not a, an opinion. From the statistics show, that's a fact. There is no quarterback in the history of the playoffs in the NFL that is worse than Jimmy Garoppolo in the fourth quarter. It's not that's not an opinion. And his saving grace had been that in those last drives, the two-minute drill, he's been really good and he could not get that going tonight. I, I think that's been his saving grace for most of his time with the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Be solid on third downs and do some things that keep the team in, in, in position to win the game, which he does a really good job of, right? Jimmy does a really good job of that. And, and when you look at Jimmy's overall record, it is that of a guy who you, you, he wins a lot of games. How does he win them? Again, everybody can argue one way or the other. There have been a lot of people, including like Mina Kimes, who was, you know, people came at her this week including Jeff Garcia, but ultimately Mina Kimes, uh, Dan Orlowski, who came to Mina Kimes' defense, Orlowski came out and was like, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's like a boat, right? You you know, you could tell me that a boat, like he doesn't know how it works. You could tell him how it works, but he just sees this thing sitting on water. How is it doing that? And that's Jimmy Garoppolo with his wins. You you can tell me that Jimmy Garoppolo wins, but I'm, I'm watching him and it's like, how is he winning? You don't know. And a lot of times it's because it comes doing the clutch and he wasn't able to do that tonight when the 49ers needed most. Uh, look, Mina is rarely wrong. So uh, I'll definitely side with Mina Kimes over Jeff Garcia in, in most 
cases. Uh, Jimmy wins a lot of games. He he does some things that are obviously really good, and then he has some obvious um, deficiencies in his game, and, and some of those show their head in this one. Um, I'm actually going to let Jimmy Garoppolo take us out here, Croc. Here were Jimmy Garoppolo's comments after the game. I think uh, these next couple of days will really start to settle in a little bit. You know, emotions are high after a game, win or loss, and it's just uh, it's one of those things you got to be you know, glad it happened. Just, you know, smile from it and think about the good things. Uh, you know, we'll see what happens in these next couple of days, weeks, whatever. But you know, I love this team. Just the, the fight and the battle in this team throughout the entire year has been really impressive. And I love those guys. You know, we were three and five at one point. People wrote us off. Uh, we just kept fighting. So good teams do. So tight brothers do. And, you know, I got no regrets from this year. Thanks, guys. No regrets from Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, obviously, he was upset after the loss in what might have been his last game with the San Francisco 49ers. Thus ends the era of Jimmy W., right, Croc? It's over. That, his last play as a 49er was an interception. Uh, uh, Magic Johnson behind, behind the back pad. I was just like, man, like we can't. You can't go out on that. Like that can't be that can't be it. And I looked at the clock and I'm just like, that was his last play as a 49er. And a lot of people are like, oh man, it's fitting and stuff. I'm just like, that that's I that's not Jimmy Garoppolo. Not in this moment. I for where everything for everything that Jimmy Garoppolo isn't, that wasn't him in in that moment. He's better than that. And it sucks that he's yeah. going to be remembered. Like, that's what he's going to re be remembered as a 49er. He's going to be remembered for that moment. And I don't I don't think that's necessarily fair yeah. to him because that's not him. I think we should tease this for tomorrow's show because we're out of time here. But I think right now, the 49ers, this era of Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo, and look, Jimmy got here in, in Kyle's first season, they're going to be known for not being able to win the big game. And Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be remembered for how this ended tonight, how the Super Bowl ended. Kyle Shanahan from 28 to 3 with the Falcons as offensive coordinator to losing the Super Bowl a couple years ago with the lead, to losing this game with the lead. Fair and unfair, that's the way they're going to be judged right now, currently. And can they change that? Can especially Kyle Shanahan, because he's still in charge of the 49ers. Can he change the way he's looked at? And I want to get deeper into that and get your answer to those questions tomorrow, Croc, because we're out of time today. What, what do you got? Hold on. I do want to say, I do want to finish one thing. Uh, I think this was an amazing season for the 49ers. Uh, you know, y'all stuck with us through a time when the 49ers were two and four, when the 49ers were three and five, we see the numbers. So we know when y'all are listening, when y'all aren't as engaged. And I thought, you know, the, the fans stuck with us and listened throughout a lot of tough times and uh you know this isn't a season that i feel like anyone should necessarily hang their heads obviously you know you didn't finish the job but uh, i appreciate everybody that listened to us this entire time gave us positive feedback gave us negative feedback you know told us how we can improve the show whatever it is any way that you contributed to the show uh, i think you contributed to something that uh we we want to be really good at, and uh, uh, it's coming to an end, at least 
this 49er season, when we come back on tomorrow's episode, which, you know, y'all will hear Monday night or Tuesday morning or whatever, uh, we'll start to wrap up this season and get to what the 49ers will be in the future, which it will look a lot different, especially at the quarterback position. But I want to thank you guys and uh, love all of you. Love all of you that listen and contribute to the show. Anyway, uh, Peacock and I, we get a lot of DMs. We get a lot of messages on, on Twitter. You guys tag us, all that stuff, man. Like, we appreciate that. And this has been a very tough season. So, uh, a lot of ups and downs. I didn't finish the way that we wanted to, but hey, definitely appreciate and thank all of you. Only one team that makes the playoffs isn't disappointed when the season ends. Unfortunately, the 49ers aren't going to be that team that hoists the Lombardi this year, but the 49ers still have a bright future. Uh, Locked on 49ers is still going to be going strong. Got an off season to get ready for here. Uh, we're still going to be coming at you every day. And I thought you said the draft that starts in Mobile, baby, and I'm yeah. here. Draft starts at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, where Croc currently is at an Airbnb. Um, and I It's can, not I my blinds wait. in the background. I know a lot of people, <laughs> they call out those blinds. Those aren't my blinds. This is not my home. All right? This is not my home. <laughs> uh, I think it looks good. I think you, it looks like you got a good spot there, Croc. And I can't wait for your evaluations from Senior Bowl week. Um, thank you to all listeners all season long. We've seen the ups and the downs with this team. It was a really fun team to cover this year, and it was fun to to uh, have you guys along for the ride this year. Yeah, the 49ers don't have a first-round pick, but uh, the, John Lynch likes to move around. So, hey, he might get it back into that first round. So you got to start scouting all the guys from the top down as Croc and I will during draft season, which starts tomorrow in Mobile, Alabama. And Croc and I will be with you every step of the way. Thanks for making us your first listen every day right here on Locked On 49ers for your second listen. You're going to want those draft evals on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast hosted by my guy Croc, who's being joined by a lot of the Locked On team there in Mobile, Alabama. Although I think Croc got there first, which is why he got to choose that room with the lovely blinds surrounding the bed there. It's a nice scene for you. Um, you can find me doing the Peacock and Williamson NFL show covering the entire league daily right here on the network locked on bets with your boy q lee sterling expert analysis uh, no matter your favorite team no matter the sport we've got a podcast for you right here on the locked on podcast network croc and i back tomorrow right here locked on 49ers if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.